Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one of its segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. And Kyle. Yes, sir. We are fans of miniatures. <gasps> and you're just going to tell everyone that? Well, I, mean, it's, I know it's private for both of us, but you, we love Legos. We love True. action figures. Yep. And I know we played with stuff like that when we were kids. We play with them today as adults. We just love that stuff. We love the Micro miniaturization. Machines, dramatically de- detailed. Tremendously Oh, my styled. God. Micro machines. Gloob. Yeah. It's just awesome. It's coming back. I, Micro I machines are coming back. I believe somewhere in my, in my garage, I have a complete set of the Micro Machines Star Trek vehicles. Oh, yes. And I think... Though I'm trying to remember if I, if I ever got them, I was on the hunt for a long time for the Babylon Five ones, which were very oh, those, hard to find. Yeah, those were hard to find. The yeah. Star Trek ones were funny because I think the last big set was they, you know, they would come out. Toys R Us would have the big, huge mega sets, mm-hmm. and there'd always be one exclusive ship in that set that you couldn't get anywhere else. Yeah, that was the only way you could get the Enterprise E was yeah. through getting the big set. Yeah, that's why yeah. I, I did. I ended up getting the big set. Oh, I had, the, and then they did the gold ones, and I was like, I don't yeah, care about those. Nah. Whatever, I want them to look like the real ships. Okay. Right. Now, we love all this stuff, right? Obviously, architectural models have been used to do, to examine all different types of design, to communicate design ideas. Architectural models go all the way back to 4600 BC. That is actually one of the earliest ones in modern-day Bulgaria is where this was found. And it's hmm. believed that the models back then were not necessarily for architectural design. They were there to be used as gifts or to be placed in tombs. So that's kind of where a lot of that is, um, where that comes from. Um, Or, you know, if you want to hide the Ark of the Covenant, you got to make a decent (laughs) model as a map because that's. If you want to have a place where Beetlejuice to hang out, you got to have a dial. Railroads, yes, right? Like all this stuff. There's always this fascination of, of, you know, miniaturizing everything and being the lord of that domain. My Lego town is called Robtropolis, in case you didn't know. <laughs> I right. visited Robtropolis. It's a very it's, nice oh, and clean I mean, place. It is. It's kind of crazy, actually. <laughs> so look, here's the deal. Like architectural models, it's really kind of changing because one, you've got VR now. You can do all this stuff virtually. If you want to show people what your new shopping area is going to be like or your new building, you can visually show them that in a different way. And it's a little bit different in that the models and we we see architectural models all the time in the MCU. I mean, mm-hmm. they play a role in Ant-Man. It's actually a major set piece in Ant-Man in one of the Ant-Man sure. movies. Um, but, you know, they, they're they just, I think they're waning in their usefulness in our t- today's world because, you know, you're not necessarily seeing them, you know, the, they're trying to expand a shopping mall and they have to show you what that's going to look like as you walk through the mall. Like, you know, you don't see that as much anymore. Um, again, because everything now can just be rendered on a YouTube video and you get the take of what everything is. This is an art form. Mm-hmm. I really like this. And I love when when architectural models are used as a very important plot device, which <laughs> we're going to start to get the inklings of in this minute. But the art has not entirely gone away because I remember my first glimpse at Batu was of a full scale model. When they yes. first rolled out Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, they did it by displaying the model like they right. actually had a they built a full thing and then sort of you could they, they, they walked around. 
you know, with a small camera inside it to show you what right. it's going to look like. I also remember visiting California Adventure, and they actually had a full diorama of what Cars Land was going to be when they were right. still under construction of that, too. So Disney is still keeping this going. But uh, you're right. It is, it is an art form. It is dying out, and that is a shame because I think there is something you get from seeing the 3D tactile version of something as opposed to just a, a virtual rendering of it. Absolutely. Totally. So, because uh, here we are, minute 75 of Iron Man 2 from 2010, directed Mr. John Favreau. But we pick up where we left off, which is watching the wacky outtakes of Howard Stark. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Bloopers and practical jokes. Here we are. Um, so, uh, Tony is looking through the notebooks uh, as, as he's watching things. He is multitasking because that's the kind of guy he is. So we see him both reading and watching at the same time in the same way that we watch a movie while looking at our phones. <laughs> right. Really getting enjoyment out of neither of them. Right. The future. Uh, so uh, Howard Stark continues on from what he was saying. Uh, he says, in the future, oh, actually, actually, I do the whole line. So he says, I'm Howard Stark, and everything you'll need in the future can be found right here. So from all of us at Stark Industries, I'd like to personally, and then he realizes that he's not alone in the shot right. uh, because behind him... Why, it's the second actor to portray Tony Stark on screen. <laughs> this is Davin Ransom. Uh, he is he has nine credits on IMDb. He did a bunch of stuff, uh, a couple of things, uh, some some soap operas and this, and some voiceover work. And then uh, I think he just went to be a normal kid. Like nah, he, basically, that was it. And so, as far as I go. can tell, he has just left the business and is living a normal life. So we wish him all the best. Well, and come on, when on your uh, call sheet here, you are Tony Stark, because yeah. that is one of your roles. Right. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So, so, way to go. So, he's in the back. He has snuck around, and he is lifting up. I'm not sure what, do we know exactly what it is? Is that the pavilion? Like, yeah, know, it looks. That, it's a big, round, sort of oval-shaped building. Building. Now, it is on one of the edges, so it's not mm -hmm. one of the center pieces, but it True. is right next to what looks like a body of water, too. So, so he, he goes and he's basically lifting up to take it with him or to play with it or whatever. And then suddenly Howard realizes that he's there. Uh, says, Tony, what are you doing back there? What is that? And so he's holding up the building. He says, put it back. Put it back where you got it from. Where's your mother? Maria. And he says, go on. Go. Go, 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 go. And then we see like a, a PA or a grip uh, come in and sort of take Tony and then sort of shuffle him off to the side. Then, like, basically, we have another edit. So it's like, kids ruining all of our stock. Uh, you know how expensive film stock is? Right. Um, and then we see a visual voice from off screen saying, All right, I think we got. And Howard says, I'll, I'll, I'll come in. And, and then we another cut. Uh, and then so we see Howard just like being very, very madman. Like sitting oh, yeah. there staring into camera with his, uh, his glass full of whiskey, most likely. Like it's saying, a highball. A highball. Yeah, exactly. Kind. Like, are you, are you waiting on me? Like, uh, and then it cuts back to Howard doing the end of the pitch or whatever. So he said, so from all of us at Stark Industries, I'd like to personally show you my ass. <laughs> so like, you can tell, like he's had a few, he's tired of doing this. And so he turns and sort of like fl almost flashes the camera a little His bit. His backside. Um, <laughs> and so like you can, you can see he's, he's clearly done. Like you've got that. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. So, I can't, this is, I can't. We have this, don't we? This is ridiculous. And then it cuts there too. Uh, and we see Tony is at, flipping through the notebook. And at this, almost at the same point, he realizes he's gotten to the end. Right. Like there's no more. The notebook and the rest of the, the pages are, are totally blank. Um, so he you know, flips through basically like this is as far as Howard got. And then he was died. And we, and we know how his story came to an end too, which will be important later on. 
so we we hear like this, some of the voices still going over on the thing. He's trying to do it again. He says everything is achievable through technology, and so Tony like throws the book aside and like takes a, a, a drink, just like just like dear old dad used to. Uh, and then so that's that's kind of where the minute comes to an end. So not a whole lot of. <laughs> Not a whole lot of major plot stuff happening here, but uh, you know we're we're moving the story slowly along, slowly rolling it towards a resolution. Now, okay, and obviously, yeah, there isn't there isn't a whole lot to this minute. However, yeah. there is some really, I think, some really wonderful, and it's subtly portrayed advancing of the storyline of Tony Stark and who he is and his relationship with his deceased father and how this is all going to play out later. Um, one of the things I really love is, is that as he's watching this, this footage, footage that I would say he's never seen because it's been locked right. away in this case for all this time. Here's this amazing moment where when young Tony comes into the scene here, he is sitting down. He's listening to this as he's being distracted, working on his little, for lack of a better term, the compact iPad, right? Mm-hmm. And he hears his father's voice say, who's there? Hey, what are you doing back there? Right. Like Mm -hmm. this person is a strange father who's gone and he's literally hearing his voice talking to him. Right. Saying, I mean, Tony, what are you doing back there? It's like, uh, it's it's Uh, unbelievable. And, and, and Robert Downey Jr. Does a really great job. There's two real long moments here where he's, it's just him looking at the screen Mm -hmm. and you can see there is so much going on in his expression because his expression is, I hate you, (laughs) but it's also with, Boy, I miss you. <laughs> and you can see the intensity. You can see where he's like, man, I want to have a conversation with you right now. And we can't. This is the conversations we should have had. Yeah, it's it's a, such an important part of the story. I mean, I know it seems like a, 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 a low minute. No, there's actually a lot going on here with who Tony Stark is going to become right here. And, and, and I think you're planting the seeds for this in multiple movies later on. This relationship, this this change of heart. Huh? Like what uh, I did there like, with, with how he feels for his father. So it's almost like he's solving a riddle. Oh, I was not going to say that, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, tiny bit. But yeah, it's also interesting, like the, the power of, of editing too, because like I would say with reasonable surety that Tony Stark was looking, I mean, uh, Robert Downey Jr. I should say was looking at nothing because it's really, it's highly likely that John Slattery stuff was shot way later. Yes. Oh, no, that's true. Right. I I would not imagine that he's like, basically, he's just looking at a flickering light and he's supposed to like thinking about what it was. Uh, And so then when they cut together, then you, you really get these, the, 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 but the time is, it's just acting to nothing. I remember uh, hearing a story that uh, the actor played Dexter on Dexter. Right. Uh, he was he was talking about how how internal he would get and how basically because a lot of Dexter is done in voiceover and so it's a lot of him just like looking out and you know as as then later on they record the voiceover they put it over the top of it and so it, but but it's all written out so he, the actor would say he would think about what it was he was doing and like really reflect on it and then like sort of look out in the middle distance and be thinking about that exact thing and every and then he saw a, a cut of one of the episodes. And remembered the take that they used, and that take he was trying to figure out what he was going to have for lunch. <laughs> and he realized, oh yeah, maybe I don't need to try quite that hard. Like, <laughs> right? Like it's okay to just be like, just you know, look meanly concerned, and then and the, let the voiceover do the work. <laughs> right, right. Um, 
No, I don't think, you know, and, and, you know, when you look at this, I don't think they've tried to hide anything um, in the footage there. You mentioned the big, weird, like cuts that happened in the footage, because, again, this is done with old fashioned right. movie reels. Right. So they they kind of try to portray that. Oh, and then there's some weird shots that are in there. Yeah. There's a moment where it transitions to the part um, before we see Howard drinking. There's two interesting shots. There's a shot of like the um, the skyline. It's like, you know, the I forget what those are called. The not like a ski lift, but like a, a lateral lift that takes you through like, the, you know, fairgrounds oh, okay. or theme parks. Yeah, like like there's, the Skyway. The Skyway. Yeah, there's this, a shot that, of that. That's what and this is, it. it's, it's a close up shot of the model. And then there's a curious shot of airplanes, little miniature airplanes mm. that are in the model. I have no idea what those are connected to, but I do think that is an interesting shot selection. Hmm. Which I don't know what the meaning is. We couldn't. I couldn't find anything about obviously yeah. that that All type I could think of detail. Of is that it was you know from the from the World's Fair that they would have planes, of right? It, like on display. You know that they actually would have them as part of the exhibits, right? In the seventies, this yeah seventy four, right? Seventy three. So they're recording since seventy three, yeah, right? Right. So recording seventy three for the World's Fair in seventy four. Um. So no, I just that that was an interesting take. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I think what you're also seeing this too is, is when you go to the moment where Howard Stark does, has this playful moment, which we'll talk a lot more about in the next minute. Mm-hmm. He has this moment where he's like, oh, I want to show you my backside. Mm-hmm. I think you see Tony's reaction kind of side-eyeing him. Like, did, like, did my whoa, dad, have dad? A, did my dad have a personality? Yeah. Did he, <laughs> my dad a had a weird sense of humor? What? He was kind of snarky. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. This is the story of Tony reconciling with his father. I mean, and what's amazing is, is that this is the beginnings of that. This will not be completed until the end of phase near the end of phase three. Yeah. So that's a long story. (laughs) So I, I, I'm trying to do the, I have done the math on this, so I'm just going to sort of wing it, but Howard Stark in 1974 is approximately the same age as Tony Stark in 2010. So right. he's looking at his dad. Yes. At the age that he currently is. Yes. As opposed to seeing him as the the old man, like this is what he was like. Now I'd say I think I think, I think probably Howard is a little bit older because he already has a a kid and stuff too. But I mean, I guess you know Tony Stark has lived the the wild bachelor life for all this time. But I would say probably within ten years. Probably okay, so I haven't yes. done the math because I say. But it's interesting to see a person looking at someone. This is actually kind of how the genesis of Back to the Future came about is because um, Bob Gale was looking at a high school yearbook of his dad and wondered, would my dad and I have been friends in high school if we went together? And that's the genesis of the idea that eventually went back to traveling back and meeting him and like meeting him as a peer and that kind of thing. So it's the same thing. It's a kind of the same idea here is that he's looking at him, not as his dad, but as a businessman in the same position that he's in now running an expo and having a business and, and that kind of stuff, but in a different part of his life. Wow. So, yeah. So there's a lot going on here in, in mid 75. Have you ever, okay, this is, this is a side note. Do you know who Medgar Evers was? Yeah, I do. He's a Medgar Evers, civil rights activist yeah. mm-hmm. in, in the United States. He was, he was sadly, he was assassinated. And um, when he was buried, there was a controversy in the nineties about something. I forget what it was about his death. And they exhumed the body. Hmm. When they exhumed the body, his son 
was present to to witness all this. Wow. And there was a story that I read about his body, one of those takes where the body stayed preserved incredibly well for 30 years. Huh. And there was a moment where his son is standing there looking at his father's body and realizing he is about at the same age that he was at his father's death. Wow. And he's seeing his father at the same age. Like, yeah. I, I mean, hello, that's yeah. mind blowing. That's exactly what you're talking about in this scene. Like, that, yeah. I mean, I know we're going real deep here, but, <laughs> but that is, that's what's happening. He's, he's finally getting to connect to his father at the, at where he is in his life and realizing my dad is not the guy that either I remember or I have fabricated in my memories. I, I do think that that is Tony Stark's riddle. <laughs> the riddle of his heart? The riddle of his memories. Oh. Remembering his life. I don't know. <laughs> wow. That's deep. Yeah. We went deep today. <laughs> we did. And, you know, I think a, a, Rob, I would say that our insights today are worthy of five stars. Oh, five star insights. Yeah, you if know, only there was a place that people could give us those stars to really let us know that they also felt something and saw the amount of work and thought and that we we put into the show today. Well, I, I don't know. Is there is there any place you could think of that they, we could send them? Could it be the places where they actually subscribe and listen to this podcast? Oh, you mean like their 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 apps, their podcatchers, their like their Apple websites? podcasts or or a Google or I Spotify, mean, Spotify, Spotify. Yes, Sp- including Spotify, including Spotify. So <laughs> if you if you have enjoyed any of the stuff you've heard over the last seventy five minutes, you could go to one of those places and leave a little review uh, and maybe leave a couple of stars. Let people know it helps I mean us stars. to know that what we're doing actually is reaching people and also helps other people to find the show. Cause if it's something you like, why better than to share it? No, share it. Five stars helps us out. If you don't, if you don't, don't want to give five stars, talk to us and maybe we can still make things better. I mean, we'll right. talk to you on the weekends and stuff like that. We'll figure that out. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> four stars and one to grow on. Think about all the amazing knowledge. Think about the growth you've had. We know it's been tough. This, right. this show is taking it to a whole new level. There's people who just like uh, slag off of the show, but no, we bring in deep philosophical insights. We talk about Rachmaninoff. We talk about Ulysses. We talk about RDX. I mean, where else are you going to get this high quality content? If that's without five stars, then by God, George, I don't even know you. Just give us five <laughs> stars. Thanks. Uh, so be back here for minute 76 uh, as we get uh, Howard Stark from the past talking to his son in the future, which is also in our past. What? Prepare for your minds to be blown in minute 76. You do not want to miss it. Nuff said. Bye.